Hi, <clears throat> good morning. We're still looking at the book of Colossians, and we're going to finish off Colossians chapter 2 today. Uh, Colossians 2, 20 through 23. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances, touch not, taste not, handle not, which are all to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. And the idea here is that since you're dead uh, from the principles of the world, in other words, when, when Christ died for us, we died with him and we died to the world. And then he says, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourself to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle. All those things perish uh, according to the using, um, <clears throat> according to the commandments and the doctrines of men. And while these things have an appearance uh, of self-imposed religion and false humility and neglect of the body, they are useless as far as true spirituality is concerned. So let's just briefly look at these things here for a second. Dead to the world, its power is broken. I am no longer in bondage to the world. That's a spiritual reality. Oftentimes, though, we live as though we're not. Now, I think most believers after salvation will experience something of this truth. Some sin, uh, some difficulty that, that dogged them in their lives before, and all of a sudden is kind of gone. It's kind of eureka. It's gone. It's, <clears throat> where'd that go? I've seen people do that with smoking. They've put down cigarettes, and um, <clears throat> they, they've never wanted them again. I know in my own life, uh, it was alcohol. Alcohol was just gone. It was taken away. It was gone three days after I was saved. And, then, and we experience the reality of being dead to the world. Unfortunately for us, though, what happens is we watch other Christians and we end up taking our cue from them rather than taking our cue from God. And very often what happens is believers go back into the world. And, and then what happens is uh, they're given a set of rules to enable them to live the Christian life, to do right. But <clears throat> what Paul is saying here is, let me paraphrase it for you. He says, why are you living by, by rules? Grow up and act like a Christian indwelt by the Spirit of God. Grow up, he says, act like a Christian. You don't need to be living by rules. You've got a higher power within you enabling you to live a holy life. And when you live by the rules, what's happening is you're laboring to achieve something without the power uh, to do it. <clears throat> it's kind of like this. Can you imagine uh, if you didn't understand cars at all and you, know, you, were, you, you had a car and you sat in that car, but as far as you were concerned, you needed to push it everywhere. So you would push your car along and, and um, you would push it to the next place and you'd be kind of wondering, what's the, what's the point of having this car? And then somebody comes along one day and they say to you, why don't you start the engine? You say, what do you mean start the engine? I know it's a ridiculous uh, illustration, but it's helpful. And so he steps in and he turns the ignition and the engine roars into life. And he says, now put it in gear. And all of a sudden you find out you didn't have to push this car. In fact, pushing this car was a labor that wasn't working very well for you. It's got an engine. It'll push you. You've got an engine inside you. A power to live the Christian life, the spirit of the living God. And when you go back to the rules, what happens is you end up living way below who you're supposed to be. 
<clears throat> one of the rules and the doctrines of men. Uh, Bruce says this, he says, all such legalistic rules may have an appearance of wisdom, but they have no real value. Legalism doesn't restrain the flesh, it feeds the flesh in a subtle, powerful way. In fact, the most rigorous asceticism can coexist with insufferable spiritual pride, one of the subtlest and most intractable of all the works of the flesh. Oh, you know what? There are no two ways to live the Christian life by the rules and by the Spirit. There's only one way, by the Spirit. If you live by the rules universally, it will lead you to pride, just like it did for the Pharisees. It will lead you to pride. And also, you'll never achieve the holiness that God wants for you to achieve. You'll never achieve that holiness that brings you into sweet fellowship with him. Self-imposed religion is man reaching to God, trying to justify himself by keeping a list of rules. Christianity is God reaching down to man in love through Christ. There's not two ways of Christianity. There's one real Christianity, walking in the Spirit. And there's another aberration, uh, <clears throat> distortion, if you like, a dysfunctional type of Christianity where we live by somebody's rules, always feeling we're failing because we are. Grow up. Leave the rules behind. Walk in the Spirit and you will know the joy of living the truly Christian life.